Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Alfa Romeo Driver podcast, brought to you by the Alfa Romeo Owners Club. I'm Guy Swarbrick and with me this afternoon I have Jeff Gordon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Good afternoon, Guy. We're here at Silverstone in, the, um, in, in a lovely room at the, uh, at the front of the wing complex. You're here with your Alfasud Sprint, which we'll talk about later on. And I guess a lot of owners will, or a lot of members will know you from the Julietta that you brought to National Alpha Day a couple of weeks ago. Sure. Um, 1800 people will have heard that and, and probably slightly fewer seen it and the display area which was a, a huge hit we'll talk about both cars but before we before we do how did you get involved uh, with Alfa Romeos in the first place well I, I can't admit to being a lifelong Alfa Romeo nut obviously I am now but uh, we were one, one of my um, being involved in motorsport one of my, my long-term wishes had been to, to compete in the Goodwood Revival St Mary's races. I, I was always, uh, we've been a, lo- a long time member and um, first, first target for me in, in the paddock was to go to the St Mary's cars, particularly the 50s cars. And we thought that it would be great to build a car for this. And our, our first thoughts were, perhaps somewhat naively, uh, an A40, a Series 1 A40. And we bought a car and we started to prepare the shell. But then, in hindsight, we thought it's very difficult to get an invite. As you know, Guy, it is by invite rather than by just simply putting in an entry and paying a fee. And we thought, hmm, there are a lot of A40s already. Perhaps we should be looking for something different. Something 50s, something unusual that they would think, oh, that that will add to the show because it is, after all, a show. So we hunted around and we thought, I, I came across the idea of, of a Giulietta. So then um, we started to search for one, not an easy thing to do in the UK. And we came across, uh, searching the, uh, the internet, we came across uh, a Giulietta car from the Giulietta race series, which I think had come to an end uh, in Milan. And then we found another one in Brescia. So we went over to Italy to have a look at them, myself and one of the, la- the Racehooks lads. And, um, and we ended up buying them both. They weren't loss of money, <laughs> <laughs> but we bought them both. Uh, obviously, I, so much I, to I, my wife's amusement. I was going to say, I don't think your wife listens to the podcast. <laughs> she was, uh, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I wouldn't say she was amused. But, uh, but um, we, we, uh, the better of the two, at the Milan car, um, we we took it for some runs. We we did we did a bit of a run for it uh, here at Silverstone on the club circuit, and then we thought, well, okay, we need to start again. We we need we need to build it from scratch, um, as is our want. Uh, and as a consequence that of that, the the car was stripped. Uh, the second car we sold on uh, that that went to a guy that that races it in the HRDC. Uh, series, Julius Thurgood series. Um, uh, whether it's still out there, I, I couldn't say. Um, so we, 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 uh, we had the car, we had the um, uh, dynamic um, test program done on the car, on the chassis. May sound extreme, um, but uh, it works. And, um, and from that, we set about building the car. It was, it was acid dipped uh, to get it down as light as we could because at that time, uh, there was no minimum weight at Goodwood. But in successive races, 
um, we've been given more and more a weight penalty. Which, which is a compliment, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, an we don't annoyance, want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've now got, we've gone from 805 kilos to, I think we went to 835 kilos, and now we're at 885 kilos. And the, uh, uh, the reason for that is that they, they say they're now going for as published curb weight of the period. Oh, we can't. We can't. I can't find that curb weight <laughs> of a period. But anyway, we're given eight, eight, five kilos. So they've there's a lot of lead in the in the spare wheel. They've got to do something yeah. to allow the British cars to keep up. <laughs> yeah, and the Americana. So, I think it was in the in the search for parts for um, for that car that you came across the late great John Dooley. Absolutely. Uh, as introduced, we we were looking for parts. Not easy parts to come across. And um, I was introduced to John Dooley, um, and uh, so pleased that we were. Uh, John only lived, it turned out, only half an hour from me. We were in North Hearts and he was in South Cabs. And um, yes, John was extremely helpful, uh, certainly a mentor uh, in, in the building of that car. Um, he, of course, was, was all for um, keeping it all drum braked, but we, we <laughs> obviously had to be. <laughs> we we had to push that. The the rules allow for you to use a disc brake on the front, uh, providing its period. So we used the twenty six hundred uh, front discs and, and uprights. So um, I, I remember reading a, an article John wrote about yeah. the, the chance he got to drive it, and it was just reads like was, a schoolboy getting his. I have to say, guy, it was magic to see him drive the car, and he sat in the car for a while afterwards and you thought you know what's going through his mind uh, because obviously that was the twilight of his driving career then so yeah we we were even the, the hardened race engineers at, at Raceworks stood on the pit wall open-mouthed see as he threw the thing around so it actually it was a real pleasure to see I'm glad we put him in it and obviously John does have a, a fairly had a fairly illustrious career behind him uh, but you've had a, One could say. A, a couple of other fairly decent drivers in the car, haven't you? Yeah, well, we, we, um, the, the, the other quirk to Goodwood is that, okay, um, it is my invite, and yes, you do get extremely well looked after as an owner-driver, but um, with the St Mary's, the two-part two St Mary's races, the deal is that you hand the car over to a retired professional. Uh, we thought that we would prefer to choose our own professional than be given a professional. And we thought it would be great to have an Italian in the car if we could. So we had a link to Emanuele Piro, uh, five times Le Mans winner. Um, turned out to be the ultimate gentleman. Uh, and um, so we approached him and uh, he said, well, providing Goodwood are happy, uh, then yeah, I'm." I'm very happy to drive the car, and and so the relationship began, and uh, and uh, almost every time, uh, I think it was 2017. Um, we Emanuele was he he is a consultant for Audi, and work took him to Japan that weekend, so he couldn't do Goodwood. So Dicky, my other sharer, Dicky Meaden, the the journalist, motoring journalist. Um, said, well, um, I think another safe pair of hands would be Steve Soper. He's not an Italian, but I know him well. 
So uh, we, we spoke to Steve and he said he, he would be up for it. So in the end, yet, yet again, we went to Goodwood to say, we've got our pro, uh, which again was acceptable to them. And it, uh, it did okay with those drivers, didn't it? It did okay with those drivers. Yes, going back to, yeah, first time out, of course the car was virtually new. We'd done a few club races with it, um, but we had no idea of, of the pace. Um, because as as um, as you as you know, guy, uh, a lot of the cars that run at Goodwood, they only run at Goodwood, so you don't get a measure. Uh, but when uh, Manuelli qualified second on the grid in 2014, we were just cock a hoop. We we were we, we were so thrilled, and um, and as he, as he said when he got out, the car, you never get the chance to test with Manuelli. Obviously, he lives in Italy. That would be horrendously expensive to ship the car to Italy for him to test it. But he just rocks up, he gets in it, and he throws in a pretty quick lap. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what they do. Actually, one of, my very special. one of my highlights of the Festival of Speed this year, he did two consecutive hill runs in different cars. Yeah. And I was down at the first turn. Mm. And, and he ran past me behind the photo spot, hopped up onto the straw bales, and ran the entire length of the start straight on the straw bales to get to his... Uh, <laughs> Uh, actually Did to a, an Audi. Oh, he's a good fun. He's a lovely man. Yeah. Lovely personality. Um, you, you talked about some cars only do Goodwood. Mm -hmm. um, the Julietta doesn't. What else has it done? Uh, we've, we ran, in those early years, we, we, um, we ran it in the HRDC races, Julius Thurgood's race series. Uh, we, um, we also, for fun, we took it to a race at Spa. In fact, we did a few, a handful of Carol Sprague's U2TC races when, when Carol Sprague owned U2TC. Uh, we, did, we did a handful of those. We, we ran at the back, but it wasn't totally embarrassing. Uh, and um, bearing in mind they're all pre-66 saloons. So um, that, that was fun. Um, at that time, uh, Dickie started to share with us. Uh, and then our relationship built then um, Dickie was already driving for Grant Tromans, who who was another customer of Raceworks, uh, driving several of his cars, uh, and uh, and yeah, yeah, we 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 made a good start there. Now I have to admit, in the in recent years, we've become one of those Goodwood specials, yeah. and um, I have to admit, although we are doing the Festival Italia on okay. the fifteenth of August, I'm taking the car down, just. Um, just for the hell of it, and then post 15th of August, it'll be prepped, ready for Goodwood. Okay, so uh, we're not sure when we're recording this, when it's gonna go out, so that may have been the 15th of August, or it may be ah, the 15th okay. of August, maybe sure. on the 15th of August that mm -hmm. it comes out, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. In terms of the background of the car, you said that it competed in the Julietta series. Do we know what its history is further back than that? Was it a race car in period or? I don't know that guy, I don't know that. But we do know, interestingly now, I've just remembered, we, uh, it raced with column change. Because uh, I think that may have been an option, I'm not, yes, yes, I think it was an option at the time and this car ran as column change and so when we first had it, yeah, that was quite a quirky thing. <laughs> <laughs> so onto the car that we're here with this week. Sure. Um, so one of the things that our regular podcast listeners will know is that the, by pure coincidence there was a bit of a link with the first I think about 10 podcasts and nearly everybody who was on the podcast had owned an Alpha Sud Sprint at some point 
if not their first really? car, in, including me. Um, so you're here with a, an Alpha Sud Sprint. How did that come about? We wanted to... Uh, Raceworks have uh, several customers. There's a bit of economy of scale here. So I tell my <laughs> wife anyway, uh, that we, um, and we all tell our wives, uh, that um, several of the Raceworks customers were doing the, had Group 2 cars, and were doing the Peter Auto uh, ETCC sort of reenactment type races across Europe. And I thought, I'd like to have a go at this. And, uh, and so the boys said, well, all right, well, you know, it's got to be an Alfa Romeo. Oh, well, well, okay then. So, um, so we set about looking for a Group 2 car, whether it would have been the GTVs or whether it would have been uh, an Alfa Sud. Um, and we were very fortunate to come across uh, an, an advertised car that uh, was in Portugal doing club races there. But it turned out that it was a race car originally commissioned uh, by uh, Dieter Gleick, who's a, a German Alpha dealer in Munich, or he was at that time. And uh, he, he had commissioned Autodelta to build a Sud Sprint uh, for the European Touring Car Championship starting 79. This, this car was, um, it, it was taken off the line in February 79, and it's, it, it was completed by the Nürburgring six-hour race, ETC six-hour race in June. And that was his first race. We've presented the car how we believe it would have been presented at that time. There's very little documentary history. We, well, we do know that, that we, we do know the history of that chassis, but race history, there's not a lot of detail. So um, yeah, that's where it started. And, and what's happened between purchase and today? Well, we, we built the car to, uh, to uh, for the Peter Auto series, it has to be an FIA car. So it was built to the homologation papers and built pretty accurately to homologation papers. That's inboard brakes. That's, I mean, people look at it and think, oh, why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing Well, it's got FIA papers and that's all, that's all they did in period. There were no outboard brakes available yeah. to them in that, uh, in 79. And so, um, 1500 engine, uh, as it ran in the under 1600 class. So we were, were allowed to overbore to just under 1600. Uh, also, you might be interested to know that the homologated uh, fuel injection and the, the, the fuel injection kits of the period are uh, hen's teeth, and we have one. Right. We have had some unreliability in regards to the motor, they're, they're dry sumped, they were dry sumped. So we wanted to stick to the homologation uh, and ended up with, yeah, we've had it, we haven't had engine issues, but we're gradually ticking them off. Yes, I was here two years ago now, mm. and it was quite a, quite a short outing two years ago, wasn't it? Yes. But but did stop right in front of me, which was, was very well, kind of from a <laughs> photographic perspective, yes, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Th there's been tears shed, but we, we we think we're getting there. We run, we bring spares of everything <laughs> now, and and it, you know who knows, maybe that's why uh, the fifty the, the sixteen hundred class of suits of that period did not were not run long 
by Auto Delta. They dropped back to 1300. The car yeah. was far more competitive in the 1300 class. And I think we've now found, found out why. Is the 1300 is a more reliable motor. So you're racing tomorrow morning. How did qualifying yeah. go? It was wet. <laughs> it was very wet. It was monsoon wet. It was camera killing wet. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think we did okay. Yeah, I think it's scary, but I think we did okay. Yeah, we qualified what mid grid, I think. And and do you think that's represented? Do you think you're you're further up the grid than you might have been in the dry, or further back? I think we might be further up. Okay. The front the front wheel drive is definitely an advantage. Let's see. Hopefully, you're around for for the race tomorrow. I will definitely be around for the race tomorrow. Great. So. Juliet is at Festival Italia in mid-August. Mid-August, or will have been, uh, depending on. Um, what other plans have you got for the rest of the year? Uh, we'll 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 do uh, the. I did think that maybe we could take both cars to Festival Italia, but in hindsight, looking at the and run the the sprint in the um, in the Alpha Championship races, yeah. but looking at the period. I think we would be, you know, whether we'd be competitive, I, I just don't know. There's still know. a couple of 33s that come out occasionally, but I think, oh, um, okay. I think they're running 1.7. It doesn't concern inches. me that we'd be unconsented, un you know, it would find it embarrassing, but I don't, but um, I understand that the modern cars, the, the, the Busso engine, even supercharged engine cars, are so quick yeah. that, that I wouldn't want to be in the way. It, it would be nice to see. I, I was digging through some archives. I did a, again, during lockdown, we were doing some kind of Zoom presentations instead of having our monthly club meets. Mm. Um, and I did a few of those and, and dug through some of my old photos since from way before I was a, as a photographer um, and found some pictures of the owner's club championship as it was then at Brands right. and taken from the outside of Druids. And, and the whole of Druids is just full of suds and sprints. Really? And dozens of them. It right. just looks amazing. Right. So it would, right. it would be nice to see a, a sprint. Well, yes, I, yeah. It was a notion. But yeah, it would be great to be there with the Giulietta. Yeah. And the Giulietta, all things being equal, should be at the revival? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, gosh. Yes, definitely. Yeah, the Giulietta will be at the revival. At the moment, um, we're not sure whether I will do race two. Or whether Dickie would do race two again, but we'll see. The decision's not been made as yet. Well, I've I've never been. There was my Festival of Speed accreditation this year was my first ever Goodwood accreditation. Uh, they they have a it's not quite invitational, um, but the only way you can get photo accreditation at Goodwood is to provide them with a portfolio of pictures you've taken at events at Goodwood. Right. Which is tricky right. to achieve. Oh, that's really accreditation. tricky to achieve. Yeah. 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 Um, so actually, a couple of pictures of your sprint from the last Silverstone Classic helped me get um, uh, accreditation great. for. Um, Always pleased to help for the Festival of Speed, <laughs> um, and I'm on the list for for the revival. So Excellent. Hopefully. Oh, you be. must come and see us then, guy. I, I will. I'm, I'm. I'm also trying to. I'm working on an outfit as well. Um, I have. <laughs> I have. Um, Naval connections, so I'm, I'm. You could be a naval. I'm, I'm a trying naval to, officers. Well, I'm, I'm trying to put together a, a fleet air arm photographer's uniform. Fantastic. Uh, Good. You'll feel moment, very at much. At the moment, all place. I've got is the badge. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I have to say, you know, if you don't dress up, you don't you know, for the for the listeners. If you don't dress up, you feel out of place. Uh, most do. Yep. 
Brilliant. It's been a pleasure talking to you this afternoon. Thank you, Guy. I've enjoyed it. Good luck for tomorrow. Um, and we'll we'll put some notes on the um, alongside the podcast to let people know how you did. And and obviously we'll cover um, the whole classic meeting in the in the next issue. So. Of course. Fingers crossed for a finish, Guy. Brilliant. Thanks very Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. Having qualified in 29th, with the benefit of the wet weather, race morning was grey and damp and got progressively wetter. In the early stages, Jeff was running competitively with the two-litre Capris and getting closer as the rain turned torrential. Sadly, the rain eventually infiltrated the sprint's electrics and the car developed a misfire which required a visit to the pits in addition to the mandatory pit stop. That did mean that at one point we were treated to the sight of Jeff's sprint and two GTV6s on the road together albeit separated by the odd lap. One was four seconds a lap quicker, the other 14 seconds a lap slower. The time in the pitch dropped the car down to 42nd by the end, five laps down on the leader, but the goal had been a finish and a finish had been achieved, and he'd finished ahead of one of the Mini Coopers and the nine cars that failed to finish in atrocious conditions. If you downloaded this episode as soon as it was released and listened to it straight away, you have about an hour and a quarter to get to the TSL Live timing app to see how the Giulietta gets on at Festival Italia. That's it for this episode, but there are plenty of events to look forward to over the next couple of weeks, with Mick Carr next Saturday at the British Motor Heritage Centre at Gaydon, Southwest Alpha Day at the Helicopter Museum at Western Supermare on the 29th, and Autumn Alpha Day on the 12th of September at the Yorkshire Wildlife Park. All events are ticket only, so book now to avoid disappointment. We'll be back with another of our roundtables in two weeks' time on Sunday the 29th of August, Episode 39 will be available from 1.30pm from the club website, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean and dozens of other places. Until then, stay safe.